Well, I don't want this. This is Bud Light Seltzer. That's lemon lime. No, can I have a real beer? Jesus Christ, woman. Hail, salutations, and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the GNA Podcast. Games, nerds, and uh, alcohol? Hello? Uh, is anyone there? I'm all alone. I'm all by myself. It's just me, the voices in my head. And this stack of penthouse form letters. No, I'm kidding, folks. There are no penthouse form letters, but I am here. I am your host, Blue Shark 45. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, I am all by myself. I'd go on, but you know, we get in trouble for copyright stuff. Ah, man. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. I'm back. I'm here. I'm somewhat moved in. Moved in with fiance this past weekend, and it is going great. We're slowly turning this place into a home, and I am feeling great. Thank you for asking. I am a little annoyed. Still working from home. It's got its up, it's got its downs. It was fun in the beginning, but now it's getting kind of annoying. And you know, I don't know why that we're still working from home. I mean, this is all just some freaking conspiracy crap invented by the d- freaking parties and such of this <laughs> this has all just been one big conspiracy theory just created by some ah yes good evening As you know, the GNA Podcast is a strictly non-political show. Every now and then we will skirt the line and come dangerously close, but Blue Shark was going very far outside the line. So please accept my dearest apologies, and let's continue on with the regularly scheduled show. And that's why I think that we should just go ahead and... Wait. Did you just edit me out? Son of a bitch! Damn it, Cecil. Not even here on the show, and you are already editing me out. Well, anyway, folks, this is the GNA Podcast. Games, nerds, and alcohol. Whereas I mentioned hesitantly earlier, as I realized that no one else is in the room with me, that we talk about gaming, nerd-related subjects, and alcohol. So let's go ahead and get started with what am I drinking? Well, ladies and gentlemen... I finished off all my beer. Congratulations to me. Finished it off. I have a bottle of Hennessy, little tiny, like hip size one that I got for my birthday. Uh, ooh, I had that a while ago. Um, opened it up Christmas time. I need to finish that off here shortly because uh, as we're going into one of our subjects later, we're going to talk about the expiration or the optimal time to consume certain amounts of alcohol to optimal time within. 
Anyway, I decided to, even though I still have half of a jar of blackberry moonshine and probably about a third of a jar left of the apple pie shine, as well as a bottle of Bacardi Superior, I decided to go ahead and get something light, reasonable. So I have these truly hard seltzers, which are flavored hard seltzers, 5% alcohol. They're, they run off of the pitch of being low in calories, low in sugar, low in carbs, and in some cases, gluten-free. So this one here is um, 100 calories, 1 gram of sugars, 2 grams carbs, and is gluten-free for those of you who like that kind of stuff. Um, it is 5% alcohol. Uh, you drink enough of these things, and they're easy to drink. Um, it starts to hit. So this is truly with a hint of mango. Uh, I've had the passion for one. This is part of their tropical 12-pack that they sell. And uh, it's very light. It has a nice fizzy taste. It's a seltzer. Um, very explicit mango taste. Kind of like a... Uh, not like eating a mango. I'd have to say it's imitation of mango. It's more like uh, mango juice. A lot of fruit cocktails that you have that have a mango taste. It's got that artificial kind of taste. It doesn't have that uh, strong, explicit fruit, fresh fruit taste that you get like when you uh, consume a, a mango, a fresh mango, or juice it for that matter. Um, kind of like, I guess what you could say, you could get like a sherbet mango that's what it would taste like if you've ever had that like uh, some places use like frozen mango concentrates like a sherbet kind of thing they use that in a lot of like smoothies uh, places that don't use fresh fruit and such that's what it kind of tastes like it's not bad um it's good you know a little sweet you know got that alcohol going for it and it's easy comes in a nice uh you know uh what do you call these things tall boy cans no not tall boy cans um i'm not sure what to call these things but i would say that this is like uh it's like a red bull can so it's only 12 fluid ounces you know not bad um i am going to try to drink during the show finish this mango one off but i also have their pineapple which i haven't tried yet uh passion fruit so far is my favorite mango is not bad and then they have a watermelon and kiwi i am not a watermelon artificial fan I'm not a huge watermelon fan. I'm not a huge melon fan, except for Tata. Love them Tata. But anyway, getting back on topic. So it's a nice, light, airy drink. You know, if you want to, if you're watching your calories and you, you know, you're tired of Michelob Ultra or any of those ultra light beers, or which I never would really suggest. Um, you know, it's not a bad place to start. And if you don't like beer, I recommend this. If you're watching calories, um, this is a good place. My my fiance loves them. Um, as far she doesn't like beer, but she enjoys these. And uh, White Claw is another one that makes stuff. They're good. Truly, first time I ever had Truly. It's good stuff. Ooh, that fizz went down the wrong pipe there for a second. But anyway, let's move into state of games. Oh shit! Yeah. I've been busy, folks. I've been packing. I've been moving since the last time there was a podcast last Friday. Ugh. Yep. I've been packing. I've been packing and unpacking and 
trying to deal with other stuff, getting, you know, things moved in, places set up. So I haven't done any gaming except for Pokemon Go. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I have been playing Pokemon Go. And since I've moved to a older, well-established neighborhood um, near a major thoroughfare, uh, before I lived with my, when I was renting for my folks, uh, they had they were in a newer neighborhood. There wasn't a lot of Pokemon around, but I was liking the fact that my buddy was starting to go out and get me like like gifts for me, and then gifts to give out to my friends. Like going out randomly picking that. That was I love that update for this staying at home. This COVID nineteen crap. It's perfect. And what I've been enjoying is that they've been had. They've also been picking me up research tasks, so I don't have to spend Pokestops because I'm not going out and doing that a lot. Um, and then when I do go out, I completely forget to look for them. Um, and so I've been playing that. I'm enjoying it. It's good. Um, it's getting me that itch to really just pick up Pokemon Sword again and get back into it and finish that game. But it's just like finding the time amongst all the other things that I have to do, folks. I mean, literally, it's I have a busy schedule. Um, work. I work out. And then it's dinner. And then shower, clean up, and, you know, I just, and then something seems to keep coming up. I've been trying to unpack for the last several days, and I'm really having much success with it. So, that's my state of games. It's kind of weak. Uh, it's not the best, but, uh, you know, it's here. Um, interesting, folks. We have someone, someone's in the audience, and they look like they want to join in. Oh my god, could it be Cecil Xavier? Woohoo! Welcome, Cecil. How you doing, bud? Um, I quite possibly have had the uh the most uh intense day that I have had for a very long time. So I uh I saw you sitting in here all alone. All alone yeah. by yourself. All by myself. Oh my god, are you actually drinking a Truly? I am. I've had White Claw and I decided to, uh, you actually came in, I just finished uh, my pathetic state of games, and uh, I can see you're already disappointed and been with me because of my drink choice, but I decided to try the the Tropical Pack, so this is my first time having them. Not bad. And that's your fifth one, right? Uh, no, this is my second one. I had uh, two Yinglings earlier doing a... Uh, I work happy hour, and then I got into the passion fruit one. So far, my favorite. This is my second one. It's the mango, and I have here. I just plan on getting through in the show. A watermelon kiwi. Not a watermelon fan, but we'll see how that one goes. And a pineapple. All right. Well, now that you've been describing your bitch beer, I want you to tell the crew. I want you to tell the whole crew, the whole people listening. I want to tell you, I want you to tell them what a man's drink is and what I'm drinking right now. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Cecil Xavier is drinking the infamous, always mentioned on this show every 10 episodes at least, the Dogfish Head 120 Minute IPA. I do have a bottle of that actually, but we're not opening that until November. God, this put hairs on your hairs. Actually, um, <laughs> this is one I've had aging in the fridge since Christmas. And I'm actually surprised. Uh, I was expecting it to be a little less sweet, but it's still incredibly sweet. And uh, 
there is a little bit more bitter to it now, though. Um, I'm a little bit, I'm, I'm happy about that because I, I never find these 120s. Supposedly they're supposed to be like the peak of bitterness, but, uh, I, I never find them bitter whatsoever. But I, I have to say I'm pleasantly surprised now that this guy's been aging for a little bit, that there is a distinct bitter on the, uh, on the aftertaste. The attack is still incredibly sweet. So I'm a little concerned and we'll go into the show about why I'm concerned about my caring for that one bottle that I have of the Dogfish 120. Um, I've had it in a paper bag. It has been sitting in a dark place. It was bought at room temperature, and it has been staying at room temperature. Good call. I, I'm hoping that's a still a good call, but after I read this article, I've, I've been a little concerned. Uh-oh. That I haven't been refrigerating it, but... We'll see. So the the urban legend that I hear that Damoc always likes to quote to me is that as long as you haven't been switching its temperatures, i.e. it's been cold, it's been warm, it's been cold, it's been warm, as long as you keep it at a constant temperature, you're lock, stock, ready to rock. Well, hopefully that's true. Otherwise, my experience the first time having this may not be the best. But we'll find out in November. I've actually had skunked 120. And even skunked 120 is not bad. That gives me hope. Well, even though cracking open this can doesn't give you any hope for me. No, that actually makes me weep for your soul. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm literally like, I, I see you taking a sip of that truly. And I see that truly written, a, written along the side of that can. Yeah, it's, and, so it's explicit there. And, and my heart drops like my testicles did when I was eight. It's just it just <laughs> sinks right down. And I mean, it definitely doesn't feel nearly as good, but it, it certainly is sinking. I, you well, and Damoc, man. God, those truly are killing me. I got to try them, though. You know what? I'm giving them so bad. much shit, and I haven't tried yes. them. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So like I said, it's if, you're, if you want to do the whole like gluten-free, low carbs, low sugar, low calorie thing, I find this a hell of a lot better than any light beer. Light beer is... Bud Light, Michelob Ultra, oh, who makes the other one? If you say Miller, I swear to God, I'm going to drive down there and punch you. That's the other one. Oh. Um, I've never actually had Miller. I've had Michelob and I've had Bud Light. I've told you um, my Miller High Life story. Yes, you have. And Ugh. Yeah, I don't like this stuff. Um, but anyway, these are better. Well, I got to try them. They're, they're not beer. If you like, if I, I like sparkling water, it's good for, I, I like that. So it's, it, I can, I'm acclimated to sparkling water and it's kind of taste. This is a little bit sweeter because they actually have, you know, it's actually got sugars and carbs in it. Alcohol has that crap. So they're not bad. The pineapple is a little more on point with actual pineapple juice. The mango, as I was saying before, has more of that sherbet artificial taste to it. It doesn't taste like a real mango. So I don't mind. Like, I, I, I drink a lot of beer on this show, and I drink a lot of a liquor on this show, but I am, I am not limited to that. I actually will find myself enjoying, like, a malt beverage, and that's why I'm interested in trying those Trulies, um, or the White Claws, or whatever it is. I'm interested in trying them because I, I like Smirnoff Ice. Um, I like the flavored Smirnoff ones. It, you know, on occasion, you know, I, I, I'm, it's not like, it's not like when I was, you know, 15 and it's like, oh, hey, we can get a case of these. We can get 30 of these and get wrecked. 
And there I am with like 30 bottles around me going, when do I get wrecked? <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you, did, uh, we had this uh, when I played, um, you remember this because it's annoying because it always affected our recording time. But when I played kickball and volleyball oh, yeah. in Jacksonville. Yeah. So they had the the, the coach would bring out his, his Yeti cooler, big son of a bitch. And it'd be filled with Michelob or Miller. I don't remember what. And he'd throw a few other random beers in there. But he would also throw in Smirnoff Ices. And he'd just randomly put them there. And, it's, you know, there's all this ice in there. If you dug and you pulled or it, you saw it, you had no choice. You had to grab it, open it, take a knee, and chug the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Take a knee, chug the damn thing. Or if someone came up to you and go like this, and you had no choice but to chug it. I like these yeah. rules. I like these rules already. Yeah, was, uh, and his philosophy was the only way to enjoy those was to just take it. But let's uh, let's well, move hold, into. Hold on, hold on. Before we move into anything, okay. I, I got to make reference, man. That background does not look like like the office that you were occupying before. That's that looks right. like a it's... very bare Spartan with a vent over top of the door background. It is. This is uh, <laughs> this is the new office. Um. I don't know if you can tell how yellow it is. Not by the walls, but the light itself. It's oh. some special light bulb. I, I, I lost it today. I was like, I can't handle this anymore. I've been sitting in this room for five days, and I just can't handle this yellow light anymore. Like, I opened the blinds a little bit to let some natural light in to kind of, like, whitewash it. And I was like, I'm going to call Brittany. Brittany's going to Target. I'm going to get Brittany to get some light bulbs. It's off the list. I unscrewed it, some specialty halogen socket bulb crap, and I'm just like, forget it. I'm not dealing with this. So that's the only thing I got against this, that, and it gets a little warm in here during the day. But this is this is the townhome. This is the office room or one of the smaller bedrooms. The other side is another bedroom. The original tenants had this set up as an office, mm-hmm. so I, I decided to take it over as one. And plus, it's got... They have an Ethernet cable that runs through the wall, I think from the closet, goes over the washing machine, goes into the master closet, and hooks into the network device, the gateway. Nice. So I have I have the cable here, and it's plugged directly in, so I get the hard line. I do get really good internet speed up here. I am paying for gig, and in Wi-Fi, I get around six megabytes when i go downstairs it drops to more like 90 80 sometimes 100 and well, well, back back up so so you pay for a gig and you get nine megabits per second 90 90, 90 to 100 okay okay 90. okay Woo-hoo. yeah on wi-fi i get 90 to 100 downstairs that's because the network access is only in the closet so it's going through a bunch of walls going through the floor to get to the living room. So it's a little slow. Up here in the office, I get around 600 on Wi-Fi, but I hardwire in and I get the roughly about the gig. Well, uh, well, we know who's going to be hosting from now on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All gaming uh, coming from your house. Yeah, it's... Uh, and guess what? There are no... That'll Beautiful. Yes. You're going to be so. downloading so much porn. <laughs> I would if, you know, Pornhub still had that 30-day thing, but now that they got rid of it, you know. Yeah, you don't need it to be free premium. 
There's so many different. Anyways, uh, now we're going to digress into a <laughs> real rabbit hole there. I'm just going to sit here. And so, actually, wait a minute. Do I get to say my state of games? Yeah, you need to because my state of games was pathetic. I've been so busy. I haven't played any games. So what is your state of games there, Cecil? I have been playing actually a little bit more. Um, I've actually been awesome. sneaking in a little time this week because I've been kind of stressed. So I've been I've been hammering on to schoolwork. I've got a new job. So I've been really, really stressed out. So I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to take a little time. And I've been taking, I've been taking about 30 minutes to an hour a night just to, just to play games. I've actually cut out the, the TV time that I was doing and um, I'm just using that time to play some video games and unwind. So I've been playing uh, a bit of Call of Duty Modern Warzone, War, Warzone, or the Call of Duty Warzone, which is part of Modern Warfare, but blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I've been playing a little bit of that. Uh, actually got my first win on that finally. Oh, was fun was under uh congrats we were doing quads and uh zyber was there and zyber i got you know i gotta i gotta reference this because man zyber really contributed because he uh he he put in a whopping 68 damage in that uh in that match it was amazing so you you weren't working what you you were you were playing oh no no i was working quad. i was actually doing like while i was playing i was doing this so I was sitting here doing this the whole time. Cecil's air squatting right now. I am. I am. I actually just got uh, molested by my by my chair because that first squat <laughs> I wasn't actually gauging where the arm of the chair was, and uh, I gotta say I I think I need to see the therapist and and tell him where the I point on the doll where the bad chair touched me. <laughs> mm. Um. But I also have, uh, I've not only been playing that, I've also uh, jumped in. Humble Bundle has, it, they may still have the bundle by the time this goes out, but Humble Bundle had a great bundle of old Sierra games. Now, if you know me at all, you know that I grew up on the Sierra games, on Space Quest, King's Quest, Quest for Glory, all those games, Phantasmagoria, um, The Beast Within, all of those I grew up in those games, and Humble Bundle has got a great bundle that encompasses the King's Quest collection, um, Space Quest collection, Quest for Glory collection, the Phantasmagorias one and two, and a whole bunch more from Sierra. And I know I'm—I I know it sounds like I'm trying to pump pump up and sell Humble Bundle. No, this is worth getting it if you if you if you like man if you just like that that cheeky humor. Sierra Games has it in spades. Um, uh, Quest for Glory was probably the first game that I can cognitively remember playing that had a persistent character throughout all of it. Meaning that when I say persistent character, I mean whatever you played in the first game, your stats translated to the second game. Your stats at the end of the second game translated to the third game. Like Mass Effect uses, well, Mass Effect stole the idea from games before it. The, this This set was one of those games before it. Uh, so I've been playing a, a bit of Quest for Glory, laughing at, God, just uh, things like Baba Yaga and her birdhouse being in, in several of the games. Um, you, you know, j- just the silly puzzles that you had that you had to try to make your way past. Just, uh, God, it's just a fun, fun set of games. And I can't wait to jump back into King's Quest 2. That's going to be a blast. And, so- uh, oh, go ahead. Shoot. So for those of you who don't know, Baba Yaga um, is a witch. Um, if you've ever watched Dragon Ball Z, Baba Yaga was the little tiny witch that would float around on the uh, crystal orb. And it's uh, it's some folklore thing. It's actually... No? 
Slavic. Interesting. Russian. I would have thought that would have been Japanese. No, yeah. no, Baba Yaga is Russian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Baba Yaga is, a, is an old, old folktale. Um, I'm trying to remember. I think she was something like she would grant you a wish, but she would always turn things around on you or something like that. But the thing that I remember distinctly is that uh, in some of the tales, she, she would live in a house that was like on stilts or something, and then people manifested that into being chicken legs. Uh, so in the Quest for Glory games, her house is literally has chicken legs. And and nice. you've got to the, the house is is literally alive, and you've got to entice the house to come down and squat so it will let you in. Uh, it's it's uh. if you've never played Quest for Glory, the graphics are a bit rough. It's a point and click adventure, so be prepared for that. It's not action based. It's puzzles, um, but it's got RPG elements to it. Super super fun game. Um, and actually, a little piece of trivia: there's five games in the inst- in the in the series. The first game is Quest for Glory, so you want to be a hero. The second game was Trial by Fire. Uh, the third game was supposed to be The Shadows of Darkness. However, and even at the end of the second game, when you beat it, it says, next game, Shadows of Darkness. But they didn't have, they didn't feel that the hero had matured enough. So they actually inserted a third game in there between Trial by Fire and Shadows of Darkness. Um, and the third game was just basically like, it was solely on the hero's character development. That's all the third game was. But uh, it's really cool because each of the games takes place in a different area. Like the first game takes place in more of a, a, a Germanic atmosphere or environment. The second game takes place in more of like a, an Arabian, like like think of Alibaba and a Thousand Thieves kind of. Um, the third installment takes place in like an African style, like a Pelt or, or an African tribe style environment. The fourth one actually takes place in like a Transylvanian style environment. Um, it's really just cool how they all shift to this different area and they take all the different lore. You know what it reminds me of? Oh crap. What's that show? What's that show where they, where they like retell all Once the. Once upon a time? Yes. Yes. Where they retell all of the stories, but in a different way. That's kind of yeah. like this. So when you're in the 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 Arabian style area, you know there's a lot of like the whirling dervish. Um, the uh, I forget what the tree is called, but it's the living tree, not the tree of life, but the the actual woman that was turned into a tree. It's really really cool. Just if you haven't checked it out, go check it out. Um, and the last thing that I've been playing, because I'm already taking up way too much time here, uh, I have actually been playing. A little game of life, like actual life, of uh, turning my green thumbs on. I've got my pepper plants yeah. growing. I actually, nice. I actually have about uh, half a dozen sweet pepper plants that I, I've germinated. I actually, they're all about two to three inches tall right now. Uh, I got some pallets in the back. I'm going to make some pallet gardens, and I am germinating five more Carolina Reaper seeds. I already have three Carolina Reaper plants. I'm germinating five more seeds. So I'm going to have a total of eight Carolina Reaper plants. And anybody who's listening to this show who happens to remember last year where I made a GNA hot sauce. <laughs> well, guess what? It's coming back again at the end of summer. Only this time I'm going to have two different styles. One's going to be GNA hot sauce. The second one's going to be GNA hot sauce especial. And it's going to have a little thing of skull and crossbones on it. And then another picture of a fi- of a butt on fire. It's going to be awesome. Awesome. Isn't it one of those plants where it only gets better with the second harvest? I don't know. Um, 
I know that the ghost pepper plants, the the second and third harvest that I got, they were much hotter than the first harvest. Okay. Uh, I don't know if reaper plants are the same way. I don't even honestly know if reaper plants will survive over the winter when I bring when I bring the three potted plants inside. But I'm 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 hoping to find out. Well, uh, you, you may want to talk to those guys who do this thing where they got like grow lamps and you know indoor lanting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I got. I got indoor lighting. <laughs> so you can uh, you can perfect your pepper grow house well my inevitable the inevitable thing i want to do is i want to set up outside on the i got a concrete block outside i want to set up a small greenhouse but i want to set up a hydroponics bay in it so that i can keep things going throughout the year because even if i set up the greenhouse even in the winter because it doesn't get cold here it it just doesn't even in the winter it will stay very toasty in there and those plants will stay alive well you're you're in a good you're in a good state for that because there's, you don't want too hot. So in too hot, you have to vent the house during the summer. I think where you're at, you may not have to worry about venting too much. I'll, I know it does get hot I'll, there sometimes. I'll have to throw a fan in. That's about it. Yeah. So, I mean, you could jerry-rig something simple with um, just for the winter. Plexiglass. Well, I don't know if I'd go cheap with plexiglass. I'd probably try to find to get real glass panes, and then I'd just use silicone caulk to just box it together. And then you're going to have to get a glass cutter for the summer to cut the hole for the fan to vent. But, you know, you could do that if you want to do something quick and dirty. Too easy. Yeah. I've got, I've got some ideas. I'm going to see, I'm going to see what... Uh... What I could put together with some PVC pipe and some greenhouse plastic, and just see how it goes over the summer. And if it stay, if it if it maintains really well, I'm I think I'll leave at least one of the pallet gardens in there and see if it stays over over the winter, um, and then go from there. But I mean, either way, I've got plenty of plants. I'm um, I'm actually surprisingly really good at uh, at germinating these damn seeds now, because um, I've got this trick I use with a, a Ziploc bag and a paper towel. And I literally just wet the paper towel, put the seeds in between it, put the bag in there, and then I I blow like my breath into it to keep it uh, like keep a, a level of carbon dioxide higher in it. And then I set it up either on a window or I set it up. I've actually got one set up on top of the dryer so that it keeps a lot of heat to it, and it uh, it's really been working well. Um, I actually did a silly thing. I did some sweet peppers, and I put about I don't know. A dozen ish, maybe a dozen and a half seeds in there, and every single one of them sprouted. And I went, "Oh crap! I only have enough for about half a dozen to maybe a dozen pods." <laughs> so I literally murdered a whole bunch of plant babies. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I'm probably going to hell for that. Yeah, they'll be sitting there waiting at hell's door, and they'll be like, "All right, you know why you're coming in?" And I'll be like, "Yeah, killed all those plant babies." Like, yep, that was it. Had you eaten them, you might have been sitting on the toilet for a while. You think so from the sprouts? Some sprouts aren't good. You can get, uh, what was it? I remember I used to get the living sprouts um, to put on uh, Jimmy John's. Uh, This podcast is not supported by, nor does it uh, receive any funding or marketing from Jimmy John's. Yet. Uh, Yet. But uh, I used to get that on the sandwiches, and there was this whole thing, and 
what was it, 2012, 2013, where it was like salmonella with the living sprouts. Because it was something about like it's the sprouts need they don't they don't need cold, but they don't need the right pasteurization heat kind of temperatures. They go somewhere in the middle with like a lukewarm, and that's apparently was something that was like prime temperature for these um, the this the salmonella to grow, and so people stopped buying them like Jimmy John's to put into the sandwiches because it was getting people sick. That or it was the production side that was getting them to the um, sandwich shops. And so you couldn't get living sprouts on sandwiches anymore. Because it used to be a thing. Hmm. I did not know I that. See, yeah. I loved them. They were great. But yeah, there was some whole, you're going to get sick kind of thing. But uh, thank you for that, Cecil. That made my state of game. My state of games is horrible. <laughs> but uh, I'm here for you, buddy. I'm here for you. <laughs> yeah, saving the show. Um, so we're going to go into a article about alcohol, ladies and gentlemen. Um, this came from uh, Zyra Blood, I believe. Um, shoot. I'm, I'm, I'm still getting used to this. So, so with this whole working from home thing, we, we have uh, laptops and we get dual monitors at work. And we have a, uh, God, I can't remember the name of it because I looked up the price of one now. But it basically, you plug your laptop into it and it'll, it'll split the signal. It's either a port replicator or a docking station. Docking station. That's what it is. Thank you, sir. Um, so we have the docking station and I have the docking station here. Well, when I was staying with my folks, we had one desk for the computer for them that they used, and then I had another little rickety desk that they let me use, and that's where I had the podcast set up, you know, my laptop, my monitor, you know, my my setup. Well, when I had to start working from home, we started putting the my workstation on the other desk instead of the rickety one because I needed more room than the rickety one it could provide, but now that I'm here, I only have one desk, so my monitor is in this corner, and my dual monitors from work are set up here. And I decided to try out the docking station a couple weeks ago on my laptop. It works. It just doesn't charge. But I now have a three monster setup. So I have the two work monitors. And then I have the screen right in front of me. So you can see my face a lot better instead of it being like over here where you're like, Blue, I can't see your face. The microphone's blocking it. But uh, so I'm, I'm getting used to the mouse moving across these screens. So um Anyway, long story short, we have an article that came from Zyberblood. Yes, no, maybe so. Where is this coming uh, from? I am. Are you talking? Failing. Are you talking about the does booze? Uh, does booze go bad? Yes, that is from Zyber. I, yeah, all right. I think we touched on that actually last episode, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Oh damn it! I didn't see the twenty seventh on that. Um, so I never followed these except for beer yeah like beer, beer was the yeah beer i always said that's got to go bad unless it comes in a can because so can no light and it's um filled up high enough uh, that there's not a lot of oxygen in there um so the ox what it, what kills it is the light so you this is the reason why when you buy samuel adams you get these high carton these high cardboard sidings compared to like everyone else who's got like 
the neck and part of the body exposed, like Samuel Adams takes it all the way up as high as possible, is to keep the light from getting in there and skunking up the beer. Bottles also have more oxygen in them at the top and the neck than you would ever get in a can. So cans are great for sealing it in, keeping the light out, and as long as you do that temperature constant thing, like you're not like heating it up, cooling down, heating it up, cooling down, cooling it over and over and over again, it's going to stay nice. So beer was the only one that I didn't do this with. I never really had my liquor bottles out in the sun, so I never really had to worry about this, but I can see how wine, to me, wine's, wine's a different category. So corked up, sealed, you're good. Red wine, I don't care if it's been in the refrigerator for a month or two weeks starts to go vinegar as far as I'm concerned with the taste. Red wine. White wine, I've been able to last for two months before I start noticing a subtle change. So I, I think his his idea on just wine in general is just a generalization of it. He doesn't really separate white and red too much. I mean, he talks more about like sherries and Stuff like that, but I mean, like red wine starts to turn to vinegar. Um, See now, wine, wine I've always put in the in the same kind of boat as beer, and I don't know why. I, I've always done it. Green bottle, maybe, Green maybe bottle, maybe that's light. why. But I've always I've always put wine in that same kind of category, like keep it at a light. Um, the only thing that I do with wine instead of beer is that I I will store wine um, on its side. I don't store beer on its side. I always store, I always store beer upright, but wine I always store on its side. Because the cork, you have to keep that thing uh, hydrated, or else it starts to create pockets, and then the air gets in, and you have a whole bunch of problems. Well, actually, then the cork starts to deteriorate, and that drops into the wine and ruins the wine. Yeah, that too. But you're also going to get the intrusion. And you don't want any of that yeah. from the the air. I like to keep that uh, that cork nice and moist. Yes. I had to get that word out. Uh, you know I did. <laughs> yes. Um, vodka. Uh, the, so the, so this is how this is how you make vodka last. All right. You go to the store and you get charred vanilla beans. And you stick them in the bottle of vodka. And you let that age for a month to two months. And then it turns into vanilla extract. And then you use that in baking. Um, people don't drink vodka. Vodka is horrible, in my opinion. I hate uh, your life. I love <laughs> vodka. Ah, uh, oh. it's, it's rubbing alcohol. Oh my I'm god, sorry. you haven't had good vodka, man. I guess not. There is. I will. I will say this. I the part of the reason why I'm trying to clear out the liquor cabinet is because I, one, I keep buying too much and not finishing it off, and two, I want to finish this stuff off, and I want. I'm going to buy something. I'm probably going to buy a bottle of tequila. And according to this thing, you know, I should finish finish that thing up within the first two months, which, yeah, it's reasonable. But um, if you go for tequila, buy get mezcal. Mezcal. Oh, okay. yeah. I'll try. Is that, are we talking silver? Are we talking aged? No, no. It's, a, it's a specific about? style. It's called mezcal. So with normal tequila, they'll, they'll take, they'll take the cactus, they'll take the agave fruit and... They'll just, you know, they'll, they'll ferment it and they'll distill it and then they'll add things to it that make it, you know, give it a little bit of that smoky flavor with mezcal. 
they actually take the the whole the whole thing and they smoke it like they smoke the whole thing before they ferment it and then they ferment it they ferment that smoked fruit and it's a different taste it's almost like scotch hmm mescal mescal if you know what if i can uh i'm coming down in november i will bring a bottle with me the only trick is though is that you got to drink the scorpion at the bottom of the bottle oh jesus christ <laughs> I'm not getting so shit faced that I can't move around in my own wedding. Yeah, you you, you I, keep thinking that. Okay, you keep thinking that. Uh, yeah, I do have to meet some family members for the first time, and either a one a long time or b meet some of her family members for the first time ever. That's all right. Um, you don't need to remember it. Oh God. We'll film it. Right. You can watch it later. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, I want to get this this Polish vodka. Uh. We've, I've talked about it. It's bison. They use uh, bison grass in it. Uh, Zergavia broke off. I'm screwing it up. But, uh, you know, it was the autobiography on Chris Kyle, um, American Sniper, you know, the movie's based off of. Uh, he talked about it in there. And then the way he described the flavor and the taste and stuff, I was like, okay. Like, I never got that from any vodka I've ever had before. So, eh, let's see. I'm willing to try it. So, I'm going to look into it. I'm trying to clear out the liquor cabinet for that. But, uh, yeah, so rum I've had for more than three months. Oh, yeah. Especially the stuff that you gave me for my birthday, the pirate, that stretched out for six months. Uh, the the Presidente, the one that came in that leather bag, the anniversary one, mm. Pompero Reservo, something like that. That one lasted for about a year. I never really saw a loss in flavor. That stuff still tasted fucking great. But maybe it's because it was in a leather bag. Um, and no sun touched that shit. Um, silver rum, yeah. I've had it go on for more than three months. Bourbon, yes. I have let bourbon stretch out for years. I've had a bottle of scotch that... Uh, the blue label, Johnny Walker. I had that last over... God, two years maybe until I finally finished it off. I've had bottles of scotch that I literally have left sitting for probably the better part of a decade. Yeah, I mean, they're talking here with whiskey. Um, It's oxidation. If you have half the bottle left or less, you should drink it within a year. Less than the quarter bottle, three to four months. It's a matter of how much oxygen's in the bottle. However, I do, I have for a very long time, they make these bottle suction thingies where you can actually suck the air out of the bottle. They're a little pump. And the, the motion I'm doing right now does not look very good, especially if you're seeing it. Um, it's, it, it's, you definitely think I'm doing something different, but literally you hold the bottle and you pump the air out of it. Uh, it was meant for like wine bottles and shit like that, but yes. And, and ladies and gentlemen, if you are seeing that motion right now, please, for the love of God, stop the podcast and dial 911. You should not be able to see this on an audio podcast. Accurate, accurate. But if maybe you have a great imagination and you can see in your mind's eye what I'm doing, (laughs) if you can see in that mind's eye exactly what I'm doing. You are a sick SOB. Like, seriously sick. Or you're high as all get out and tripping on some psychedelic. That works, too. 
Yeah. So I uh, just popped the top on the truly hard seltzer watermelon and kiwi. I taste the kiwi, but the watermelon is that artificial Ooh. Jolly Rancher watermelon candy taste. Oh, sucky. Nope. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Regular watermelon, like I said before, it's okay. I'm not a huge fan, but artificial watermelon is not that good. But yeah, I I I haven't practiced a lot of these things that they're talking about in here. I haven't had a lot of cream-based liquors, but it makes sense. You know, it's it's got cream in it, sugar that can grow bacteria. But um, so that's one that I've actually thrown away before. I've actually thrown away cream liquors that I've had sitting around for too long. And if it's a cream liqueur, I will always open it up and take a sniff before I drink it. Because if it smells even a little off, I don't mess with that. If it smells a little off, down the sink it goes, or I'm mixing it with vodka to kill it all. One of the two. (laughs) Well, I I don't know if they pasteurize it, but so if it's pasteurized, it will not, will not harm you. You may want to vomit because the taste, but pasteurized products kill off any and all bacteria. Now... Here's the kicker. If you drink out of the bottle, like you drink out of the jug of milk, your saliva goes back into that bottle. That then creates something, and then you do have the chance of getting sick. But if you keep, if you have a carton of milk and you keep pouring it into a glass every time you want milk and you never drink out of the jug, when it gets two months past that sell-by date and it has gone sour, it's all that's gone is sour. It's not going to kill you. Unless there's a contaminant that was introduced to the cap or to the side from your touching it or anything, your, you know, your lips or whatever, your saliva, you're fine. And if it does go sour, you make pancakes. I've never done that with them. You've never made buttermilk pancakes? No, I actually haven't. Oh. Not real buttermilk pancakes, like the Bisquick mix, you know, imitation, you know. No, it's literally, it's butter. like buttermilk is just sour milk. And you make, pan- like, anytime we got milk that goes yeah. bad in the fridge, that's what we make is buttermilk pancakes or buttermilk biscuits. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I did something uh, about a month ago. Keto pancake. Been there, done that, picked it out of my yeah, braces. No. Now, you want to know something worse? I actually had my wife make a keto bread. Ooh, yeah. yeah. That that face, that face is exactly how it turned out. However, I want to point out one thing. If you take the bread, because it had seven eggs in it. It was it was eggs, almond flour, and like baking powder or baking soda or something. It was really simple to make. And it came out, it looked like a loaf of bread. You cut it, it looks like a loaf of bread. It smells like an omelet. It tastes <laughs> like a bad omelet. And I was like, eh. I tried. Oh, yeah. I put cream cheese over it the first time. And I'm like, let me see how this goes. I ate like three pieces, heaping mounds of cream cheese on it. And after I was done, I was like, that is, that is not good. I should not have requested this. But then I said, you know, and then, then, but here's the best part. This is how well my wife knows me. She looked at me and she says, what if you fry it up in some bacon fat? Ooh, and I went, yeah, that's an amazing idea. Well, what if I, what if I fry it up in some bacon fat? And I always have bacon fat because I have bacon all the time. And I save the fat because you can cook everything in that and it tastes better. And you find me something that you fry and fried in bacon fat and it'll be 10 times better. 
a grill, yes. like grilled cheese sandwich, fried in bacon's fat. Be 10 times better. You make hot dogs, fried in bacon's fat. That hot dog will be the best hot dog you've ever had. You eat hamburgers, fried in bacon fat. Chicken, fried in bacon fat. Anything you want, fried in bacon fat. It will kill you. Cholesterol! Yeah, it will kill you. Like, you will die. <laughs> and this is a guarantee. You will take years off of your life. But those years <laughs> yes. are at the end, and they suck anyways. <laughs> Okay, so I actually took this bread and I fried it up in bacon fat. It was so good. I did it every morning for breakfast until that bread was gone. Nice. I tried so hard to salvage that keto dough. I did my damnedest. It's uh, okay. So one, it's so pancakes. If all right, so if you don't know how to make anything. Like, let's say, I can't cook. I know nothing about cooking. I can make mac and cheese and and TV dinners, and that's it. Pancakes. Find yourself a good recipe online. And they're really simple. Baking soda, um, baking powder, sugar, flour, oil or butter, your choice, egg, and you just milk, and you mix that all together into a batter and you've got pancake batter, you heat up a skillet or a griddle, and then you add the oil and you heat up the oil. It's always the important step is you need both a hot cooking surface and hot oil. And oil, don't do pan. Never do pan. Use oil. Canola, peanuts, I don't recommend olive. Bacon grease. Um, or if you make bacon beforehand then you can use the grease from that. Um, I've always done my eggs in baking grease and then my pancakes in oil, but that's one way to do things. So you add it in like a third of a cup to make pancake um, a decent size. And you need the hot surface so that, that as that, that's, the oil and that surface are hot, it'll slow the spread. And I'll start to cook, and there's going to be bubbles you see all popping up all over the place. When those bubbles pop, you all of them pop. You flip and never press because then you'll spread everything everywhere. But you flip, and that surface will be cooked perfectly as long as you don't have an extremely high temperature and... Um, you didn't let those bubbles pop and then walked away for a while. Like as you, as soon as they popped and you flipped them over, you, they would be perfect. These keto pancakes, my God! Ah, <sighs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Burn on one. Let me, let me, let me guess. Let me guess. You kept cooking. Those bubbles came up, but they were never quite right. If you tried to flip it when you thought it was time, it went everywhere. There was just a mess and it flopped all over the oh, place. Oh God, yeah. Like or it, it, it burned it like, the hell it would out like, of it. It would sear it. And then you'd have nothing but like loose pancake batter on the top as soon as you flipped it and it just spread everywhere. And then I'd still have to flip it a second time because I got to cook the pancake batter in the center. It was just such a... And like I tried adding more water to thin it out. Did you try xanthan gum? Did I try what? Xanthan gum. Okay. Xan no, I don't keep that handy in the cabinet. Dude, dude, season. dude. dude. <laughs> okay, so, so if you're going down the path of keto, everything that you cook 
with keto because there's because because there's no binding agent in a lot of the flour like almond flour coconut flour there's no binding agent in there so because there's no binding agent it doesn't it doesn't stick together very well if you put in a little bit of xanthan gum it will stick and hold its shape like normal flour does a little bit better not perfectly but a little bit better and then you can actually get that flip and the batter doesn't, it, the batter's not like a, uh, a, a liquid runny diarrhea mess. It, it actually has some like consistency and you can flip it. I will remember that if I ever decide to go keto again. But the other problem with these damn keto pancakes is the taste. It is. Did you use coconut uh, flour, almond flour? No, no, no. Okay. So it was a, it was, um, what do they call it? Bending, I think bending birches. I believe that's the name. So birch trees, apparently you bend them and then you can fling yourself or whatever, but they'll go back to being upright. They won't snap or whatever. They're very pliable. It's a very pliable wood or tree. Did you make your pancakes out of trees? No, I made it from a, I made it from a batch. There was a pre-selled, it was a pancake mix batch, uh, a bag. So I think it was called bending birches, but it had coconut in it you could taste it it wasn't like suspiciously you could see it but uh, the taste just isn't there it could have used a little bit of brown sugar and cinnamon in it to kind of help sweeten it up a little bit it needed a little bit of that so here's the trick it it definitely needed a binder so here's the trick don't use any of those pre-mixed keto crap because they are literally the worst i mean absolutely 100 (laughs) the worst if they don't, this is a bad experience. If they don't taste like cardboard, they taste like the underside of a shoe, and not one of those like, oh, it's a brand new shoe. Yeah. It kind of tastes like leather. No, this is something that like Mama June's been walking around in for the past decade and decided finally to throw it out, and you picked it up and, and used it as a pancake batter. Like that's what, what they taste what, like. What does Miss Mama June taste like? <laughs> like two hobos fucking in a shoe. I can go on forever. Just that's not the point. <laughs> No, I'm telling you, um, I've got a couple of recipes, uh, and, and I found that if you if you like the sweeter pancakes, use just straight coconut flour. If you want them to be a little bit less sweet, but still have like a consistency to them, the only thing about all keto stuff that I found is that if a gritty texture is something that really turns you off, you're never going to like anything. You got to get past okay. that gritty texture because almond flour, coconut flour, it's not like regular flour where regular flour binds together and it smooths out and gives you that really smooth texture. Almond flour, yeah. like almond flour specifically, has a very gritty texture to it. But if you can get past that, you can pretty much get past anything. Okay. So thinking out loud here, is it a gritty texture as as a flour? Yeah. As, as, as a powderized grain? And is it just it clumps into gritty texture no, when, no, you, no, no. when you it's, mix it? No, no, it's just the way it, the way that it is. The way that it mixes and cooks, it's got a much grittier texture because it's nuts, like like coconut or, okay. or almond. It's a, you know, almond flour. It's, it's a nut. It's made from a nut. It's not made from a plant. It's not made from the soft part of the plant. It's made from the hard part. So it has a gritty texture to it just on its own. I've made keto cookies. I've made keto keto pancakes, keto bread. I've made all of this stuff. And 
it's all got a gritty texture. And my wife hates it because she's like, oh, it's got, it's got this gritty texture. I don't like it. Like, well, yeah, but I can get past the gritty texture because it's got all the other flavor that I'm looking for. Like, if I'm looking for sweet, it's sweet. If it's that, like, that that doughy flavor, it's got that doughy flavor to it. It's just also got a gritty texture to it. Yeah. And is this stuff, uh, like, gluten-free? Typically. Okay. Yes, gluten, yeah, gluten f- you find in, like, wheat and stuff like that. Alright, yeah, because my mom's been trying to avoid gluten because of some, like, stomach issues she's been having, though. Well, good for her. I'm trying to think of... I'm trying to think of ways to, like, how I could, like, do, like, baking things for her, and I guess I'll try experimenting with this. Well, I've got a so. great recipe for uh, chocolate chip cookies that uses almond flour. Uh, it's almond okay. flour, xanthan gum... Actually, I'll, I'll grab the recipe for you. It's actually a really great recipe. It uses all sugar-free stuff. Um, it doesn't... So, if you're hoping it's going to taste like Chips Ahoy, it doesn't <laughs> taste like Chips Ahoy. It doesn't okay. It doesn't cha- taste like an, you know, an Auntie Anne's cookie pretzel thing, whatever. It doesn't taste like one of those like soft cookies that you get from Girl Scouts or something. It, it's nothing like that. It tastes, right. you know, it's not Pillsbury Doughboy over here. It's a low carb cookie, so it's it's got a lot of sweet. It's got sweetness to it, but it's got that texture of like a soft cookie with a grittiness, and that's the only thing is that that's that grittiness that I keep talking about. Um, okay, but if you're like if you're looking for that, if you're looking for that sweetness, like me, I'm I'm a sweet guy. I love sweet. Now every now and then I'll switch over to Amen. salty, but I love sweet. Yeah, I'm all for that. But um, anyway, moving away from uh, the science of baking here, um, let's uh, let's talk about the Nintendo Switch. Can you um, bake with it? Can't. You, 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 uh, I think there's a game. I think there's a game. Cooking Mama. Uh, You're right. You can. I love yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the one I was trying to think of there. Uh, I was like, Slangel played this game. What was this game that Slangel played? Uh, there you go. Cookie Mama. Uh, so they have, and obviously they haven't sold a lot of the, during this COVID-19 because, it, you know, they've been a hard time getting them manufactured and also getting them shipped, but they have sold 55.77 million units worldwide with the NES hardware selling 61.91 million units worldwide and the Wii which I'm kind of surprised I didn't think the Wii was that popular oh no it was the Wii U I'm thinking of yeah the Wii U is the, the low one but oh yeah we was crazy and, they sold 101.63 million units that was a hardware. I don't, the software sale, I guess, is games. Yeah, that they've sold. Yeah, it'd be software it would be any any game or or you know Wii Fit stuff like that. Yeah, but they have. God, they've been doing pretty damn good. From two twenty one point oh three million sales from April first of last year to March of the end of March of this year. Um, they're up by an impressive twenty four percent year on year. So the switch is uh, the switch is doing good. I mean, when the switch first came out, I don't think they were doing that great. Um, even with Zelda and all that other stuff, 
I think Animal Crossing has helped him out a lot because um, I don't know. It may just because people are more vocal about this, but I've been hearing a lot of people Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing. My God, there's another podcast that was created because of Animal Crossing, um, and uh, you know, like there's just my friends that don't even play video games have gotten the Switch to play Animal Crossing. So it's uh, it's becoming a contender, which makes me happy because I remember Nintendo used to be around a lot. It was like Nintendo, PlayStation, and Sega, and then it was Nintendo, PlayStation, and Xbox, and then it was PlayStation and Xbox. Well, let's let's give some other quick numbers here just for comparison. Not not to diminish the Nintendo Switch, because I love the Nintendo Switch. I have one. I'm staring at mine right now. I think it's a fantastic console. Um, oh, I'm, you finally got one. Oh, I've had one for, jeez, I've had one since Christmas. Actually, since really? before Christmas, yeah. What do you play on there? Uh, Stardew Valley, Pokemon Sword and Shield, uh, Starlink, um, mostly with myself. Oh, that sounded wrong. No, I'm okay with it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I haven't been playing much of okay. it lately. But but just to give some quick numbers, just so that you've got kind of a, you know, you've got a perspective here. So we were talking about uh, Nintendo Switch sales at 55.77 million units sold. And this was, this was sent out yesterday at 4 a.m. So... Uh, May 7th at 4 a.m. This this one came out. So just give some perspective. I'm looking at an article that was pushed out back in January of 2020. So it's a little old, but we're looking at ballpark numbers here anyways. So the top selling, the top selling console. What do you think it is, Blue? Top selling of all time, like best selling console, the top. Um, let's see if I channel what vitamins that come out of a banana tell me with some oxygen and some hydrogen pc well that's not technically a console but that but okay that, so but that, so, so we're, we're not we're, we're just gonna ignore those people yeah, then. Te- right, technically pcs right. have sold way more than any console ever made <laughs> you could probably combine them okay. all together and pcs have still sold more yeah but how many people have bought PCs explicitly for such things. Well, I mean, if you're counting me, I probably topped the the Wii U easily by myself. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So I would have to say that, um, given PlayStation 4 success, I'd have to say PlayStation. But which one? PlayStation 4. Ah, actually, that's number four on the list. Okay. But you are right with PlayStation, the top selling console. PlayStation 2 at 159 million units sold. Damn. Next one underneath that? You want to take a stab? 159 million units underneath that. PlayStation. Nope. Nintendo DS. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? I'm thinking about it. I've had myself, I've had three different DSs. My daughter's had a DS. I think my wife even had a DS. So I'm looking at that going, okay. yeah, that's probably right. Are they are we lumping together the D the the DS, the two DS, three DS, the new two DS, the new three DS. No, 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 no. So the D, the, the DSs, the DSs. So maybe the okay. extra, the new versions of the DS still count, but the three DS is its own 
line item, and that's actually far. That's actually way farther down the line. That's at seventy-five million units sold. That's okay. just above above the Ness. But I, I I thought that was like I I mean I've always said that I've I'm, I've been a Sony fanboy. Um, but honestly, uh-huh. I'm a I'm I'm a I buy Sony because I've just bought Sony forever. I have an Xbox. I've actually had an Xbox ever since. I just the only one I never I never had was I think the 360, um, and that was mostly because I didn't like the interface of the 360. Everybody said that they loved it. I hated it, and that's why I didn't get it. Uh, but I have an Xbox One. Um, I have a PlayStation. I have a Switch. I've had all the PlayStations up on through. I've had Nintendo 3DS. I've had a NES Super Nintendo. I've had an N64. <laughs> I've had a Wii. I didn't get a Wii U because, well, yeah, Wii U kind of sucked. What was the purpose of that? The Wii U. The Wii U. Um, yeah, I was- I think it was to bridge the gap between the Wii and the Switch. It was kind of like the With Wii the- and the Switch got together and had a love child and spit out the Elephant Man. Was it? Um- you could only play games on the Wii U. They would never work on the Wii. Uh, you know what? Was it a new generation of console, or was it just like the Xbox One X? No, I think the versus I, the Xbox One. I don't think the Wii U could play Wii games. I think the Wii U played Wii U games. But only. but I am not. Uh, oh, okay. But I'm going to be perfectly honest right now. If you're listening and going, you're wrong. I played this. I'm probably am wrong. If you're wrong, email us. Tell us. Yeah, tell us yeah. Come, come. Way. Tell me, please. Tell me, or or sign into the Discord and rip me a new one. I don't care. Um, but I don't. I think the Wii U could only play Wii U games. I don't think it could play Wii games. I don't think it was backward compatible, because Nintendo hasn't really been big on backward compatibility. Like the Wii had backward compatibility to GameCube, but that was that was really it. Like the Wii U, I don't think was backward compatible to anything. The Switch isn't backward compatible. The 3DS had backward compatibility to the DS. So there's been a little backward compatibility there, but not, not like where PlayStation came out and the PlayStation 3 could play anything from PlayStation, PlayStation 2, or PlayStation 3. Granted, I'm saying that when it came out, I know full well when they started trying to cut costs and stuff, they took out those emulation chips and stuff. I know that. Okay. Well, sorry, I'm checking our email to see if anyone had ever did an email. I said, once again, no, we have nothing. Did the Arabian um, Prince email again? Because they still want me to send the money. Someone keeps telling us that we need to fix our website. I don't know why. Oh, well, <laughs> I think we got to actually maintain it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that would help. Um, but it's, it's a milestone. Um We'll see. This is a this is a big year, I think, for um, Xbox and PlayStation, because um, I believe this is the year that they're going to be coming out with their new consoles. Um, at least Xbox, I believe, is coming out with a new one this year. Um, and uh, someone over at CNET um, is talking about how Microsoft has learned from their last mistakes they made in the console war um, when they did the Xbox One versus PlayStation 4. Eh, maybe. I'm sorry. I love Xbox, um, but I don't know. I think Xbox had a lot of innovation. They had a lot of different ideas. I think, you know, being the console that sold 
with a motion sensing device was pretty cool. But at the end of the day, guess what I use mine for? That's right, folks. Not to talk to my console because I get tired of her mistaking other things for <laughs> a Xbox. Turn off. Uh, or hey Cortana, turn off or some crap like that. Uh, she's now used solely for the purpose of picking up my um, Xbox remote. Like I have a remote control for my Xbox and I need my Kinect to be hooked up to my Xbox because it picks up the um, infrared signal to turn my volume up and down, change the channel, go to the next show on Netflix or whatever streaming service or I'm using at the time. That's all it is. And, uh, you know, but, you know, the PlayStation 4 had had it better. Um, had the games. They had, um, the, I think in some ways, they kind of had the graphics. But Xbox has come a long way since, I think, their first release of the Xbox One with you know picking up other studios creating some newer games so it's not just halo and gears anymore um it's a little bit more than that but uh i don't know see so what do you think dude i i honestly i can't badmouth xbox at all i can't badmouth microsoft uh yeah did they screw up a little bit on launch of this generation they did but you know what sony did the same thing on the last generation they came out with all these grandiose ideas and completely screwed the pooch and literally handed it right to Microsoft. They even wrapped it up and put a bow on it and said, here you go. This generation's yours. Um, but Xbox has come out with such an amazing amount of innovation um, and such great ideas. Uh, so some they, some they sold for PlayStation, like the, 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 the free game thing during, uh, you know, for, for having Xbox Live, giving away a few games each month. Okay, look, let's be honest that PlayStation did it and you liked it and you realized it was working and you stole it and it worked. I don't care. As a consumer, it works out for me. I get free games. I love it. That's fantastic. Uh, they came out with the Xbox Game Pass and I know that PlayStation tried to do something similar to that with their, I think it was PlayStation, PlayStation, PlayStation Plus, I believe. No, it was PlayStation Now where you would sign into the service and oh. you would have a whole bunch of access to different games just through that service. Um, I think Xbox has really done it right. They, they've literally given away the farm on this one because all you had to do when they were first rolling this out was pay like two or three bucks. And for the life of whatever you had for your Xbox Live, you had Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. So I just extended my Xbox Live out. Now, it was genius, to be perfectly honest. Because I extended my Xbox Live account out as far as it would go, like three years. So I've got Xbox Live until like 2022. And I've got Xbox Game Pass with it. Nice. And it's a fantastic idea because it's basically what PlayStation was trying to do, only they did it better. And I'm sure I'm not the only person who did that because I stole that idea from Langell. Langell said <laughs> to do it. And I went, that's amazing. I am doing that. And I did it. And you know what? If I did it, if Langell did it, I'm pretty confident there's a bunch of other people who did it. So for Microsoft, that was a that was an amazing move. And knowing that people were going to extend that out into the start of the new console, 
Because that new console is going to come out within that three years, even with this whole COVID-19 bullshit. That console's yeah. coming out. So it means that I've got my Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. It's going to leak over into the new console, which is going to, I mean, to be perfectly honest, this might be the generation where I go Microsoft over Sony for the first time. Wow. This actually might be that generation because X Microsoft has set up, they've done so many great innovations. They've set themselves up to really get the customer, like they've really nailed down the customer. So I'm looking at it now where I'm going, well, if I go with the PlayStation, if I go get the new PlayStation, that's great. I'll be able to play all the new PlayStation games. And you are right. Their PlayStation has nailed a lot of the exclusives. Like there's some really yes. great exclusives that came out for PlayStation. And Microsoft... They they got some really great ones, but I think Sony. They're trying. I still think Sony <laughs> got more. Just you know, being 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 flat out honest, I think Sony got more. But even with that, I still think that Microsoft. Like, I'm really on the fence right now on where I'm going to go next generation, and I've never been that way. I have never, in my life of video gaming, been on the fence of what I'm getting next generation. I've always known. Like, when Nintendo came out, I knew I was going to be getting Super Nintendo. Even though I heard all the great things about Genesis and Sega, I knew I was going to get a Super Nintendo. When PlayStation came out, as soon as I got a PlayStation, I knew, next generation, whatever Sega was rolling out with, whatever Nintendo was rolling out with, I was going to be buying Sony first. Then when Microsoft came out, I loved the, the, the original Xbox, but I still knew I was going to be getting a PlayStation. Just from everything that I read about it, I knew I was going with the PlayStation next. When PlayStation 4 came out, I knew I was going with PlayStation over Xbox because of how Sony was attacking it. I knew that they were going to come out literally swinging hard. And they did. They came out swinging hard. But this this generation, I, I'm literally on, I, I literally don't know what I'm going to get. And it's, for the first yeah. time ever, it's, I, I, it's a great position because I really feel like there's an equilibrium, uh, sorry, an equilibrium happening between you know, the major players, you know, Nintendo's doing their own thing. And I love Nintendo because Nintendo is always going to do their own thing. And they, mm -hmm. they've, they've said that yes. they've always said, I am going, we, we are making the console we want to make to hell with whoever, like to hell with anybody else. We're making the console that we want to make. And they've stuck to that. And I, they have my respect and I will always get a Nintendo console. Like it, it may not be first round, but I'm getting a Nintendo console. It's guaranteed. Uh, hell, I've got two switches in the house. That just goes to tell you, I only have one PlayStation. Sorry, I've I've got a lot of switches in the house. There's, there's, there's one right there. There's there. <laughs> I have I have two Nintendo switches in the house, but I only have one. I only oh, have one PlayStation okay. Four. Sorry, sorry, I only have one Xbox One. I've got my PS3 in the front room because, well, I just never got rid of it. But on this generation, it's, it's your uh, media streamer. Isn't it is. It? Yeah, I play Netflix, Hulu, everything else from that. It's awesome. Yeah, but uh, but like I only have one of each of those current generations for Microsoft and Sony, but I have two switches in this house. Like that just goes to tell you that Nintendo's doing something right. Oh God, yes, they're they're of all ages. I think if you want high graphic, high quality gaming in a competitive multiplayer environment, or in a really powerful graphics story driven single rpg pc you go pc <laughs> playstation or xbox i think 
I think Nintendo's got some cool stuff, but Nintendo has always been the... Nintendo is the... Everyone can pick it up and play. Oh, yeah. Everyone can make it work. It's Xbox is the gamer and the gamer only. PlayStation is the gamer and the gamer only. PC is the professional, the students, the housewife, the family that has to do high school or middle school based reports, the you know, or the gamer. Yeah, see, like hands down, and I'll I'll probably say this until Sony really steps up their game. Uh, the one place that Sony really lacks online multiplayer. Xbox hands down, I mm-hmm. think, has got online multiplayer still. And I've been saying it ever since the original Xbox came out. I still think that Microsoft has got the online presence, and they've nailed it right. And with this Game Pass, like that's the thing that really blew, that that really really grips me about it is that with their Game Pass, not only are they giving you Xbox games, games that you can play on Xbox, but you're also getting games that you can play on PC. Like I was playing Other Worlds. Yeah, and that's. That's part of the Game Pass. I paid for the Game Pass. I'm going to be able to play that until 2022. Um, and it's play anywhere, so you can bounce between. And that's the thing that blows my mind, is that I was playing Sea of Thieves on my computer with a whole bunch of people. And then yeah, I was saying, you know what? Uh, my PC's doing some rendering. I can't play, but I still want to play Sea of Thieves. So I jumped over to my Xbox, and there I'm playing Sea of Thieves as my pirate yes. that I've been playing on my PC this whole time. I just it blows my mind that we're and that's where they get yeah, you, that we're, but that we're finally getting there. This this is some place that we have we sh- we were able to get a decade ago, and because everybody was still doing the whole console war thing, that we we can't that we couldn't get there. Sony was being and and I'm 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 pointing at you, Sony. If you're listening, if anybody from Sony is listening, I'm pointing at you. You're the assholes that are saying no. We're not going to be those guys. We're not going to open the doors. When everybody else is going, fuck it, do it. I, I don't care. Go, do it. You know, you got the lawyers in there going, well, you know, licensing doesn't work that way because we got to work around this. And other people are just going, fuck it. Let them play. Go ahead. Guys from Rocket League. I don't care. Let them play. What, do they want to be on PC, Xbox, whatever? Let them play. Let them play together. Even Warzone. Yeah. Warzone. I'm, I'm like, that's that's awesome. Warzone. You play it. It's- you can play PlayStation, Xbox, or PC all together. Yes. The, the, the only problem is is that you get cheaters in PC. There's no like anti-cheating software, but that's just because it's a free game. But you, you get yeah. like cheaters cheaters are cheaters, man. You're going to get cheaters everywhere. Um, and it's just like yeah, I hold you get my, someone who hacks a console. Yeah, and, and, and it's just like when I, when I hold my D&D games, I say, look, you play however it is that makes it fun for you. I don't care. The only time I'm going to intervene is if you're making it not fun for everybody else. Cheaters eventually get found out. And they get whittled out, and then they get, you know, they get notoriety of, hey, you're a cheater. And then nobody plays with them, and that's just it. I did not ask how big the room is. I said I cast Fireball. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, I know exactly (laughs) the type of player you are. That's You are the reason why I have a critical fumble table. (laughs) Yeah, right? Uh Uh-huh. How's that truly going down there? But that's that's failed you before, hasn't it? I mean, I'm I've been drinking. <laughs> I haven't been drinking enough, but you know, I've been drinking. So you what the the critical uh, fumble yeah. table has failed me? No, no, it's never failed me. It's failed everybody else. <laughs> Trying to kill. Yeah, okay, whatever. 
trying to kill someone off and it doesn't work. Oh no, that's but, that's um, where I'm playing a freaking game that's literally designed to kill everybody and I can't kill you. Like I physically am yeah. trying to kill you and I can't kill you. That wasn't the fumble table. That was because I rolled like shit. Okay. Well, I have to say that I used to be it's the console war Xbox is greater than place. I don't give shits at this point. I really don't care. I am never gonna go buy a PlayStation if the group of friends that I play with that are really close to me play on Xbox. That is why I bought the Xbox. I never bought the Xbox because it was the best. It was, my friends played Xbox, so I wanted my friends are playing Halo. So I want an Xbox, I want Halo. So I played that. And then because I got stuck into that, I met friends that played on Xbox through college, outside of completely outside of the gaming realm. And it's just like, that's what we're going to play. We're going to play Xbox. So I continue down this Xbox path because I like some of the Xbox games. Like PlayStation has some beautiful, really great exclusive. You know, Horizon Zero Dawn. I love The Last of Us. Um, what was it? Uh, God, it's this futuristic game. Uh, what's it called? They made a series out of it. Killzone. Killzone was cool. Um, if you ask me, um, yeah, they've got, we've got Halo, Gears of War on Xbox, but Xbox never really had the really awesome stories as an exclusive. And they're trying and that's fine. But you know what Xbox has done great is what everything you touched on the service, the service of this, this subscription, this thing getting, I want to, I'm playing on my my pc but then i need to edit the episode so i got my xbox over here so let me play on my xbox and edit the episode on my pc don't need two screens for that shit because pc can be editing tv and console play the game you know like you can do that and it doesn't matter bouncing in between the two and i liked the fact that they were like hey yeah let's do crossplay." and you know i think i think they've also broken down the walls of Fuck you, PlayStation. Fuck you, Xbox. It's now like they're kind of like, hey, best of luck at E3. You know, like they're, you know, they're not, it's not this grunge match anymore. It's just, uh, you know, they're trying to one up each other because they're business. But if, as long as Xbox keeps doing this and PlayStation keeps doing what they're doing good, no one loses. We win. Because at the end of the day, Xbox is going to go, well, PlayStation's got better exclusives than we do. So we need better exclusives. So let's start buying studios. Let's start making this really cool stuff. Let's make things awesome. It's great. PlayStation is going to look at Xbox's services and go, well, we need to do something like that or else we're never going to be able to compete. We need to up our online platform if we're going to, you know, top that. And at the end of the day... I think at this point, either it's wisdom or it's just the way things are changing. It's just gotten to a point where we're benefiting as the consumer because they're going back and forth trying to up one another. Nintendo, we kind of lose because Nintendo is only going to do what Nintendo wants to do. Nintendo's like sitting at the boardroom, looking outside the room going, don't care. We're going to do what we're going to do. They still make their consumers happy because people love it. I've never had a bad experience with Nintendo, per se. 
Um, maybe some people have some bad experiences. Wii U, I don't know. Never played it. Never really owned it. Never owned a Wii U. I went from GameCube to Switch uh, for my console owners. Um, only because in Xbox had what I needed. Uh, social gaming. And, you know, as long as the two Xbox and six and uh three six and xbox and playstation keep going at each other we're gonna keep winning and that's all i'm happy about at this point uh i mean i don't care if they they win at eth they win at the end of the year with this competition or not i just want to see them continue to make these great decisions that they get me looking at stuff like game pass and going you know what I kind of like that. But then I go, I kind of don't play enough to make that a justified purchase. So let's not. But, you know, like having free-to-play days, like a free-to-play weekend to play the Gears 5 after being out for, what, like two months? Getting to play the campaign? Not, oh, yeah, go play multiplayer for free this weekend. No, I could play multiplayer. I could play anything I wanted. Did the campaign. Love stories. That's what I want to do. What I want to see. But, um, and they continue to add that stuff to it. But, uh, I think we're in a good place right now. And as long as Xbox continues to see what PlayStation does wrong, and what PlayStation continues to see what Xbox does wrong, and trying to always do better than the other, or do better than what they did before, I think we're all are going to just keep doing great. Cecil? Uh, you touched on something that uh, is actually really, really important because it was kind of that equilibrium that I was talking about. And it's not so much uh, – it's, it's, it's the conversation I had with my daughter because my daughter, a couple of years back, um, she wanted a gaming console. And because I was always playing on PlayStation 4, she said she wanted a PlayStation 4. And I said, well, honey, I'm flattered that you want to get a PlayStation 4 to play with me. I said, but I'm I'm your dad. I, I – eventually you're going to not want to play games with me. I said, so what are your friends playing? And she looked at me kind of like a little cross-eyed. And I said, well, whatever your friends are playing, that's where you're going to want to be because if you get a PlayStation 4 and all your friends have Xbox, then you're not going to have any fun because you're always going to pine for an Xbox. When your friends are playing, you won't be able to play with them. I said, so ask around, see what your friends have, and why don't you get what your friends have? And she thought about it over the night, and she said, okay. And she actually went and talked to all of her friends and found out that they all had Switches. And that's what she wanted. And I said, and I think that's a good decision, dude, because that's what your friends have. Now, eventually, I went and got a Switch because I saw how badass the Switch was, and I'm like, well, shit, she can't have it and not me. So I went out and got a Switch. But that was the same thing that you, that you hit on. And, and I think it's because of that equilibrium that we're starting to hit where – you know, Microsoft and Sony, they, they really are. They're trying to one-up each other. And each time one of them mm-hmm. do something good, the other one is picking up on it. Just like you said, they're picking up on it and saying, oh, well, they're doing this. I think we can do it better. Let's do it on our side. And, I mean, to be honest, there are some things, as I, you know, as I said before, about like the free games each month. That was something that Sony was doing that Microsoft looked at and said, well, geez, that's a great idea. We should do that. I think Microsoft took it a step further with the Game Pass because they looked at what Sony did with PlayStation Now and realized that that wasn't quite it. And I think they took it a step further with Game Pass and, and really knocked it out of the park. 
I mean, right now, if you've got Game Pass, you can play the Halo Master Chief Collection, State of Decay 2, Sea of Thieves, um, and those are just those, those are just three games. There's a bunch more on there, but those are three games across a like a, a wide breadth of genres. Like, like that's not three games out of the same genre that you're staring at. That's a very wide breadth right there. Yes, and and truly, truly, they've done a great, great. Job. You missed one. Truly, there's three trulys there. You got the truly, <laughs> truly, truly. <laughs> No, I, I, I really, I'm, I mean, I'm excited to see what Xbox is coming out with because I really am. I'm, I, I've been looking really hard at what Microsoft is doing, um, and not to downplay Sony. I think Sony's like got a really hard hitting one, but I think, I really think these next couple of months, these next, well, maybe next like three to five months, are going to be really, really important. Because the information now, I don't, I don't go by leaks. Like, and and Damoc, Damoc releases them, and Damoc talks about them, and I love him for it because he does what I can't. I take a look at a leak, and I immediately argue myself out of believing that in any way, shape, or form. Um, Damoc, Damoc doesn't do that, and he gives you a lot more information and a lot better opinion on that than I ever could. And I love him for it because Take time with Exactly. And and I'll listen to some of the things he says about the leaks. Like I will purposely not read the leak and I'll listen to what he says about it. And I'll listen to his opinion about it. And that will help me get past that hurdle of this is a leak. That'll that'll give me a little bit of hope for well, if they really are shooting for that, even if they don't hit that even close to that is pretty good. And that's what, uh, that's, that's what I really enjoy about listening to Damoc, you know, really dig into one of these leaks that I just can't do if I read the leak myself. And uh, hopefully, as we get closer to, well, it was going to be, E3 was going to be in June. I have no idea what they're going to do. I mean, I originally heard that PlayStation wasn't going to do E3 anymore. They were, boop. We're done. We're not doing E3 anymore. We're going to do our own thing, um, which I kind of thought was sad. I mean, I get it. It's not a conference you control. It's, you know, it's the top three major electronic, you know, art studios. But at the same time, it was always nice to see PlayStation come and talk about stuff. And Microsoft come and talk about stuff. And then the other developers come and talk about their but uh, since you know, this whole COVID-19 thing, I, I don't know if they're even going to have that this year. But uh, hopefully we're going to start hearing some confirmed things from both sides in response to Xbox is doing this. What's PlayStation going to say? What are, what are they officially going to say they're going to do? Because I know it took them a while and Xbox is like, yeah, we'd love to do crossplay. And then PlayStation finally said... Sure, we'll do crossplay. Yeah, they did get dragged kicking and screaming because PlayStation. So, like Nintendo was, Nintendo was always that really close proprietary company where they're like, "Well, no, we like our stuff. We like our stuff. We don't like mingling with others." And then even Nintendo mm-hmm. was was stretching out, and Sony was doing that. No, 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 we, we're we're not we're not mingling with others. We're not. We're, this is our group. This is our thing. And I think Sony finally started to realize. Sony, Sony finally started to realize. There's, there's a market here, you know, we're, we're, we're not, 
we're not keeping customers this way. We're not gaining more sales. We're actually excluding people because when somebody can play Paladins on an Xbox, on a Nintendo Switch, and on a PC, and all of those accounts can link together, but if I jump on my Sony, it doesn't. And they started realizing that people just stopped playing Paladins on Sony. Like, there was a group of people that just said, screw it, I can go play on any one of these platforms and, and all my gear and all my stuff goes along with it. I mean, to be perfectly honest, like, just thinking of Paladins, that's why I stopped playing Paladins on PS4. I started on PS4, and then once I realized that Xbox, Switch, and PC could all mingle together, I went, well, fuck, why am I going to play PlayStation when I've got to redo everything on PlayStation just to play with people? Like, Yep. And I think they finally caught down. Yeah, and, and I'm glad because at the end of the day, we win. It's still, PlayStation is still always going to have the last of Can't be cross-play if no one else is is producing it. If Nintendo, you can't play it on Nintendo and you can't play it on an Xbox and a PC, then you're going to have to get a PlayStation for that game. But having that cross-play between consoles, I think is a really, really great idea. I'm still kind of hesitant about crossplay between console and PC because I don't think it's fair across the you know the two because there's some advantages that one side gets to the other um, if they don't have anti-cheating software it's easier to cheat on a PC than I think it is on an Xbox because there's nothing that says that what I do with my PC to make it work as far as cheating on, you know, a, a game doesn't void my warranty like hacking my Xbox does. Hacking my Xbox would. You know, that's, you know, cheating is one thing, I guess, if you have those morals against that, then you're not going to do it. But if you're like, well, wishy-washy, but like, I don't want to void my warranty on my console because that kind of shoots me in the foot, then you won't hack your console. So, dude, cheater, cheaters are cheaters. If if a cheater wants I, to I cheat, know. they don't care about a warranty on their console. They're gonna hack it. They're gonna put on those extra things. Um, yeah, but it's 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 like putting a deadbolt. Deadbolt doesn't it keeps out an honest person, and it makes it harder for a thief to get in. No, you no, know, having no, no. a deadbolt keeps an honest person out. That's the only thing it does. It doesn't make it any yeah. difference. It doesn't make any difference to a thief. It's the same thing I say when people put firewalls and virus protection and all well, this no, crap on their the, machine. That's the thing. It's a deterrent. It's the thing. It doesn't actually keep them yes. out. If they want to get in, voiding they're going to get in. Yes, but but voiding a warranty on something is an added deterrent to keep a cheater from cheating on a console. But that's if my a point. person wants to cheat... Warranty's not yes, going to stop. They're going to do yeah. it. That, that's just my point. Yes. Is that like cheating on a PC? But if they're starting like, to. It's just more. But if they they're young and you know they're experimenting and they're a little curious about something, and then they find out they're they gay. Might get it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go down that. I mean, path, I'm okay with right? that. You know? I, I don't. I, if they're experimenting, I don't mind. Let them do it. You know. Hey, it's the same thing I say about religion. I don't care what you believe as long as you don't make me believe it. <laughs> you know, yeah. if you want to stick your dick in his ass, I'm fine with it. Just don't ask to stick your dick in mine. <laughs> We're cool then. I don't mind what you do. 
Hell, if you want help or something, like you need me to go grab condoms for you, I'll run to the store for you, dude. I got your back. You need another brewski? I got you, man. I'll go to the fridge. Uh, (laughs) Well, Cecil, I think we're getting long in the tooth. So why don't you tell the lovely people where they can find you? You can find me on Twitter at Cecil versus Games, and almost everywhere else as Cecil Xavier. You can find me on Ustream, Twitch, Mixer, all the great places. Discord. I'm on Discord as well. If I'm not someplace, you let me know. I'll go there. Arr. What about you, Blue? Where can people find you at? Well, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us on the. You can find me, sorry, on the GNA Discord. Um. And you can find me also on other discords such as TPC, Bullets and Beer, Mulehorn Gaming, and uh, the Enabler Sisters. I think I got that name right. If you're into things such as Animal Crossing. Um, And you can also find me on Twitter at BlueShark45. And if you want to play games with me, hit me up on the GMA Discord. And I will see if I have enough time in my busy, busy schedule. But, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the DNA Podcast. And Cecil, thank you for hopping in and making this show a little less awkward, where I don't have to sit here and talk to myself the entire time. Dude, been there, done that, got the t-shirt. It takes so much to talk for 45 minutes when you've got no one to bounce off of. Yeah, I didn't have a stack of penthouse form letters to work with. <laughs> well, I can tell you that that was a decent episode, but I'll never do it again. <laughs> and I don't think I would want to ask you to do it again either. God, there's so much cringe. <laughs> so much cringe on that episode. Yes. <laughs> well, you all have a lovely evening. Good night. Good night, man. We hope you enjoyed the show. GNA, Games, Nerds, and Alcohol. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Reviews help people find the show, so if you enjoy listening to us, let other people know. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Podcast Addict, Player FM, Stitcher, Spreaker, MyTuner, Your Listen, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and a whole bunch of other places. If we aren't someplace, let us know. We'll upload there. You can also follow us on Twitter or Facebook by searching at GNA Podcast. You can also join our Discord chat. Just see the pinned tweet. We do a game show night every first Saturday of every month on Mixer at www.mixer.com forward slash GNA podcast. Join us every Wednesday night at 1930 Eastern Time on cast.gg for anime night hosted by Blue Shark 45. And join us every second Saturday of the month for horror movie night hosted by Zyberblood. We want to thank Morgan BS Photography for our artwork and logo. Check him out at morganbs.com. And please email us at gnapodcast at gnainyourdna.one with all your questions, comments, or death threats. We would love to hear from you. And last but not least, please be sure to check out our website at www.gnapodcast.com.
I need to take a look. No, bring it, motherfucker. No, no. I don't. I don't think anybody's that much of an alcoholic on this show.